0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 82. Welcome to the No, Like, and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, everyone. Today, I have a special treat for you. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Susie Cater. She is a conversion copywriting expert, and we're going to be talking about all things sales pages, website copy, and we're going to be wrapping up by talking about what messaging you are doing right now, how you should be showing up for your community, and what needs to change, or as everyone has wont to say these days, pivot during these wild times. We actually just did this interview in the last week, so it's super fresh and ready for you to take the knowledge that we talk about here and really apply it to your business during this global pandemic. Susie is a visionary expert in conversion copywriting and messaging who helps women entrepreneurs use the power of words to get noticed, adored, and fantastically paid for the work they most love doing without holding back or censoring themselves. All right, hopping straight on into the interview here. All right. Well, Susie, thank you so much for coming on to the No Like, and Trust show.
1: It's my pleasure. Happy to be here.
0: So I'm really excited. I haven't had any writers on the show in quite some time. And... In the intervening time, I've gone from one kind of business mode to another. So I am now in the world of writing sales pages and writing emails meant to convert and you know all the fun things that you know everything about. So I'm really excited to hear your take on how putting words together really can affect your personal brand, not just for the short term of your current launch, but overall as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, such a big topic. And I think one of the things that can be really hard for a lot of people when they're doing the writing is they just don't know where to start because especially with these sales pages, because we're all used to seeing these giant sales pages, right? And when it's your turn to do it, you just think, I mean, where do I even get started? So a few things to think about and a few questions that I always kind of tell people to ask themselves when they're writing their copy. I kind of have a four P's framework. So, so I'll go, I'll go through it actually. So, um, obviously the most important thing is to talk about promise, the promise of what you're doing, the impact, the transformation that you can create with what you're doing. And it's really great to kind of lead with that. What I see a lot of people doing is talking a lot about pain points in their copy, because I think a lot of us, you know, especially if we're solo entrepreneurs, we've been there in those pain points ourselves. So they kind of come very naturally to us to talk about them. But when it comes to talking about the promise and the transformation we're going to do and the results we can get, a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to be too bold here. And they kind of water down that promise that that they should be kind of highlighting everywhere. And then the other thing is really making sure you're talking to a person. Like I always say, you know, ideally you should read through the sales page and you should know immediately, like at the top who it's for. And as you go through, even if you're not calling people out the whole way through, you should be thinking, yeah, I can kind of tell who this is written for, even if they're not saying it explicitly just through the style. And then also bring yourself into it. I would say it's it's nice to kind of talk as if you were at a party, like where you're, you're, you're at your wittiest, most comfortable best, really conversational in tone, because you want to build a relationship. And the whole point of these sales pages is kind of building a relationship on steroids because you're wanting them to make a transformation by the time that they get to the end of the page. And so bring yourself into it. Bring those words that you say All the time little quirks little references to TV shows you like bring flares of your personality into the copy and then also make sure you're painting a really specific picture and you know by that I mean can you visualize what you're talking about like An example from my own website is I have a section where it kind of says, you know, hooray, you're in the right place. Let's celebrate because this is what you're looking for. This is what I do. And instead of saying, you know, congratulations or let's celebrate, I say crack open the Veuve Clicquot, darling, (laughs) like a very specific brand of champagne that the ladies I work with will probably get. Just things like that that make it really concrete. So you're not in this realm of kind of the airy fairy.
0: Oh, I love that! And I actually was just on your website before we hopped on this call, and I noticed that. And it's it's funny; I probably haven't bought one of those bottles in a good five years. Yeah. But instantly felt like part of the club. Like, oh, we get each other, even though it's not something I've been doing a whole lot of lately.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling. I have it. I have a small child myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, absolutely. And those kind of small references that and and really concrete details. Like, like there's somewhere else on um my sales page on my website too where I kind of want to bring home the fact that I go very deep with my clients and the work we do on their messaging because there's so many kind of mental barriers to putting your voice out there. And I could say that, but what I actually say is like, kick off your sandals, love, because this ain't no beach paddle. We're going deep. So just those kind of concrete references. How can you make your copy read in a way that's more easy to visualize? That you can taste it, you can see it, you can hear it.
0: See, I love that. And and for me, when it comes to writing, I've always considered myself a fairly competent writer. I won't say I'm like the best out there, but I really enjoy the process. And if I'm doing something like writing, let's say, an Instagram post, I have no trouble doing that. I have no trouble putting those personal references in and getting really personality driven and all of that. But then when it comes to, say, writing a sales page or writing a Facebook ad, it's probably got something to do with the weight attached to it. You know, that's the lifeblood, that's the money. It's not just nurturing your audience like an Instagram post is, it's straight up selling. And it's like I get this block. I just, immediately shut down. And I go to like my most formal, like, you know, sophomore in high school writing an English term paper mode. And it's not me. It's not at all.
1: Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And that's such a common feeling with those kind of more high pressure, high performing pieces of copy. And one thing I would say is, What I always do is, you know, clarity is so important in these things. So do the clear writing first, you know, write your headline in a really clear way, write a really clear version of the sales page, and then go back to it and add in the fun references. But you have to make sure that, you know, the clarity is there first. And what I really love doing is using parentheses or dashes like hyphens or commas or little asides and that's where you throw in the fun stuff. So you make sure that the clear, the super clear message is there. And then you just add in these little fun things that create that sense of connection, that create the kind of relationship building and feeling of being in the, on the inside in the club.
0: So totally advice taken. I am 100% guilty of wanting to sit down and just get it done. Like, no, this is the time I'm going to write this. And when I'm done, when I get up from here, I will be finished with this. It's the idea of having to go back again and then back again, probably after that. I just have this procrastination bug when it comes to that kind of thing.
1: I think we all feel that way, especially when it's our own thing. Like I would say even me for my own writing, I'm definitely guilty of being like, oh, I feel inspired. I'm just going to write now. And then I never want to look at this again when actually (laughs) I do have to come back and review it. And one thing I would also say is a great way to make sure that your copy converts better is to do the research beforehand. So two ways. One, it's really helpful to have templates Like one thing that I do is I take screenshots of all the sales pages that I love. And I save them in a special swipe file on my computer. So when it comes to writing my own sales pages or sales pages for clients, I go back and look at them and think, well, why why did I love this one so much? What What was this person doing? Or, oh, that's a really cool structure. I like the fact that they put that there or their headline was written in a really cool way. So just kind of give yourself swipe files that you can go back to for inspiration and then kind of mock up a rough draft of your sales page, like what's going to go where, the headline where you call people out, the bold promise that this will work for you, even if blah, 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 that's usually in the hero section with a buy button. So you kind of, you say who it's for, what it does, and why it'll work for you, even if it hasn't before. And then maybe pain points, and then the promise again, and then reframing misguided beliefs and objections that your prospect might have. So just kind of mock that up on a piece of paper before you start filling in the blanks. And then um, the second thing to do is to do ideal client language research before you start writing and create a word bank that you can draw from as you're writing the copy. And that's so key. And it can be really easy to do. So one way you might do it is, say you're um, a money mindset coach, you go to Amazon, you could go to like Denise Duffield Thomas books, you could go to Jen Sincero, cause she's written her book on you are a badass at making money. And then go into the reviews section and see what are people saying in the reviews? And usually you'll find that people are saying things like, when I bought this book, I was feeling so blah, 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 about my money. This book made me feel this way instead. And start pulling out the adjectives that are using and create a bank of words for yourself that you can then draw from on your sales page or in your emails to make sure that your language is aligned with the way your, your ideal customer is talking about what they want and need.
0: And that's one of the exact same things I reference when I'm doing personal brand work with, with my clients is you need to speak the language of the person that you are trying to talk to. You know, we all have biases, we all have filters. And I love that you referenced the Amazon reviews because there's easily a handful of books for every topic out there. They might not be the most popular, they might not be the biggest names, but you can always find something in relation to the subject that you're looking at.
1: Exactly, exactly. I remember when I, back when I used to do work with people more on kind of content creation and blogging, I remember doing SEO searches. And I think there was one search I did for um, gluten-free chocolate brownie recipe to see kind of like how competitive that search term was. And what I actually found when I did some research was that just as many, if not more, people were searching for flowerless chocolate brownie recipes. And there was way less competition for that term. And it meant the same thing. But which one you chose, gluten free or flowerless, you know, meant that you had like a lot more competition or a lot less competition to show up at the top of Google search results.
0: Well, that's such an interesting one, that particular example, because someone who is looking for a gluten free diet might not be thinking about, oh, I can search for flourless. So they might come from like a different camp. You know, maybe they come from more of a medical-based camp. Whereas yeah. someone searching for flourless chocolate brownies, I mean, we've all heard of a flourless chocolate cake before. And anyone who actually sits down to think about it would absolutely be like, well, yeah, flourless would tend to be gluten-free, right? But it might be a different kind of person that's looking for that in the first place.
1: Yeah, and it's when you start to really dig into these specifics that you can start to think, okay, is is this going to resonate with the people that I wanted to speak to?
0: So I was looking at your website a little bit and to me it reads like very similarly in terms of format to a long form Sales page. And obviously, there are different kinds of websites out there. You know, if you're a local plumber, let's say your website's probably more of an advertisement or a brochure. Whereas, you know, a lot of us online service providers have a very different way of doing business. So I'd love to hear your thought process on how you put your own site together.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting because I work with a lot of people on website copy, and it really depends whether we go for a kind of one pager like I have or the more traditional structure with home, about services, which is is actually what I used to have up until the start of this year when I did a rebrand. And it's really a few things. So one thing I would say is it's important to know kind of where your clients are at when they land on your website. So for me, what usually happens is people are solution aware when they come to my website, like they know that They've been struggling with their copy or their messaging, and they want somebody to to help them with that. And they know that there are people who do that, and that's why they're they're coming to my website. Maybe they're visiting a few other people's websites, um, but they kind of know like what I do and, and and what the premise of that is. So in that case, it's more my job to kind of give a sense of like who I am, my approach. The results I can get, what makes me stand out, and really make sure my voice comes through, my vision for the business comes through, and my vision for them comes through, as well as the potential results. With other people, um, with other industries, it can be a bit more complicated. Like they might, the prospective client might be more pain aware, but not so much solution aware. And one example I use for that is maybe with career coaches. There are a lot of people who feeling stuck in their jobs, feeling like they want to transition jobs, but they would never think of, oh, maybe I could benefit from a career coach with helping me do this. And so in that case, a more traditional structure can work really well because you have more time and space to kind of explain everything and give an introduction to you know, what a career coach is, why you would need one, why you're a great one, um, just a little bit more kind of filling in the details. That's one way I think about it. And then another way is also just your level of confidence of talking about what you do. Like um, some of my clients, maybe people are um, very solution aware when they come to them, but they just need a little bit of extra help um, in terms of like ha- finding the words to talk about what they do on sales calls or in podcast interviews um, very convincingly. So we want to give them a super fleshed out website that they can come back to and, and feel really grounded and inspired by and just pull words from.
0: Awesome. So we've been talking a lot about like putting actual words together and we haven't done a whole lot of referencing personal branding itself, but you know, everything that you've talked about really comes down to, you know, what you're putting out there. What will people see of you? How that's going to shape their opinion of you, which is what a personal brand is in the first place. So, you know, when people are coming to you for, you know, writing one piece of of copy that's sales focused, perhaps a sales page versus coming to you for helping with overall website copy, you know, how does that change your process?
1: Yeah, it's that's an interesting question. It really depends on where people are in their business and how kind of secure they are in their core message and how well they know their clients. and And sometimes they might have been in business for a really long time, but they're kind of on the edge of a pivot. And I often find that's why people actually come to work with me to help them with their sales pages or whatever, because there's something a little bit deeper going on with them. I have a very kind of deep approach to copy um, because I think, you know, you're usually you're taking a stand for something. So there's a lot of people, like one client I worked with who runs her Pilates studio and is kind of taking her business more online and it was initially you know just a couple of sales pages but what actually ended up happening was she was like actually you know I have this approach to fitness that I think is really radical and I want to put it out there and this message is so much more so important and so that ended up being weaved into the sales page and um, so sometimes it good we go deeper than people initially anticipate for sure.
0: I love that because You know, someone comes to you, someone's like, well, I need to write this thing. I need help. Let's, let's go hire someone. And it almost makes me wonder the way you were saying that if they knew all along that there was a message trying to get out of them, that they just didn't have the words to wrap around. And once they started, you know, diving into this process with you, it became almost like a place where it was safe, where they had permission to bring this message out.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people reach points in their businesses where that they maybe feel like they've hit a plateau, or their copy needs refreshed, and then you speak to them and you dig into it more. And often there's like something a lot deeper going on, um, you know, a deeper vision that needs to be brought to life and kind of nurtured and put into words.
0: Well, that's a perfect transition because I think right now, you know, in the middle of this this global pandemic that we're in, so many people are on the verge of pivoting. And I don't know how many of them even realize it yet. So so here's my theory. There's a lot of people out there who are, you know, suddenly working at home. And you know, maybe they've never had the opportunity to do that before because their job's always said in the past, no, we don't do it working at home. You have to come into the office. But you know, push comes to shove. People are working at home now, right? Yeah. And you know, maybe they don't have that 45 minute commute each way, every day now. And they're gaining that extra hour and a half of time with family maybe they're realizing that they have the ability to work from home and you know the fact that their kids been in daycare 5 days a week every day wasn't ever necessary to begin with and i think we're going to find a lot more people pushing for a different way of life now that they know it's possible yeah and then there's all the people who have been laid off and are like well guess I'll start the online business I've been thinking about for two years.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think
0: with all that transition, we're going to see um, a lot more, but but right now we're in the period of transition and everyone, especially in my online business world at least, is sitting here wondering, how do I message right now? You know, what point do I pause selling? What point do I keep on selling? How do I have to change my messaging so that my sales message isn't tone deaf to the current situation? And I'd love to hear your take on any of that.
1: Absolutely. I would say if you're a business owner and you're kind of feeling a bit anxious or on edge with your messaging, now is the time to lean in, in a way. And for many of us, maybe the temptation is to lean out like okay I, maybe things are slower right now because nobody's buying so i'll spend some time like creating content or you know getting getting really organized um i think i think that's great you know i've been i've been doing some more media features than usual recently but it's also a time to lean in and show up for your community and to think about them as people not as not just as potential buyers or leads but actually nurture those relationships and walk the walk in terms of like showing up as a thought leader in your industry showing that you care that you're not just somebody who's in it to make a quick buck that you actually care about their progress that you care about their well-being and yeah things might be slower than usual for the next few months for many of us But it's kind of like, where do we emerge at the end of this? And think about how you want people to remember this period, this, you know, it's a very dark, challenging time for all of us. And how how do you want people to come out of that thinking about you and your brand? Do they want to remember you as like, oh yeah, she was just lighting up my Facebook newsfeed with like beautiful posts or funny things. And she made me laugh so much and she didn't necessarily push a sale or whatever. But like, yeah, I love that. I love that woman. Or do you want to be them to be like, wait, where did she go? I haven't heard from her for four months apart from this one launch she did where she never mentioned the coronavirus or, or anything. And it just felt really tone deaf. So kind of think of it in the long term in terms of that relationship that you're nurturing with your potential clients and leads. And I'm always one to say, and I think this is key about conversion copy, like don't leave any elephants in the room. I always say that, you know, you're, you're showing up when you're writing conversion copy to coach a transformation, to coach your reader to go from thinking, I don't know if I need this, or I don't know if I can do this, which is often more like the objection. Like, I don't know if this will work for me to thinking, yeah, actually this could work for me. This person is going to like help me and is the right person to guide me. And I have faith in myself again. That's the kind of transformation you want to coach them through in your sales pages. But to do that, you have to reframe certain beliefs. Like you can't just let their objections slide under the radar and hope that, you know, you can talk positively enough about what you're planning on doing for them to, to override any objections. Because if the objections still there in the back of their head, they won't buy. And and usually it's to do with themselves and their own potential. It's, it's like, well, I don't have enough time, but really it's, I haven't been good at prioritizing this in the past enough. So again, dig deep, that's kind of the message there. So yeah, you can launch for sure, but don't try and avoid talking about the coronavirus because we all know it's here. You don't have to talk about it all the time, but a couple of references and allusions to the fact to what we're all going through and maybe not selling hard, not doing like a really pushy hard sell, I see a lot of launches where um, the writers use a lot of envy to try and kind of get people to buy like, oh, you know, I have this wonderful, beautiful life and you can have it too if you buy my whatever. I just don't think that approach is gonna work right now because we're all living in in our social distancing isolation. And nobody wants to hear about your swimming (laughs) pool.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, and you know, that fancy Louis Vuitton bag that you just bought, no one's going to be seeing it for a little while because you're not going anywhere with it on your arm, right? (laughs) Exactly.
1: So, so it just connects on a really human level. Maybe it's a good opportunity to kind of draw, like cut out some of the, I would say sleazier pushier bro marketing tactics that we see in a lot of launches and connect as human beings. Oh, I
0: love that. I think it's a perfect way to end that little thing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how we can get in touch with you and anything that you've got new going on right now?
1: Yes. So you can come visit me on my website at suzycater.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-C-A-T-E-R and see this one page website that Brittany was talking about. And I also have a really cool free seven question quiz called what's your wealth creating messaging personality, which kind of shows you your, talks about your signature messaging style and how to tap into it and unlock the most profitable aspects of it in a way that's really intuitive and comes naturally to you. So you're not kind of, Forcing yourself into a messaging style that doesn't fit. And then I have also just launched a new Facebook group, which is a great place for community and talking about messaging in these times. I'll be showing up live a lot there. And that's um, the Wealth Creating Messaging Club on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And what better way to get quick, actionable advice that's present right now in the things that we're all doing online?
1: I think one thing this has done, at least, is it's as it's pushed us all away from each other into our own apartments and homes. In a way, we we have become more connected.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much, Susie. I really appreciate the time that you took to explain the differences between, you know, web copy, sales copy, and and just how to put your personality. And I think it's gonna be really helpful for our, our audience.
1: You're so welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time.
0: Once again, thank you so much to Susie. I can't wait for people to be able to go ahead and apply everything that we talked about in this episode. And I'm so excited for people to go and check out her Facebook group. I am already a member and she's putting out some wonderful content that's going to be a benefit to us all. Talk to you guys next week.